0: Welcome to another episode of ABC Gotham. My name is Kate, and with me as always is Kathleen. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This is an episode I'm super excited about. We're on episode R Mm. of season two. And Mm -hmm. Kathleen, what are we talking about today?
1: Today, you're going to hear all about resurrection men and how their dastardly actions led to something called the doctor's riots, which another thing I hadn't known was a thing like I'd, i've known about resurrection men but these riots it's
0: a hell of a story guys listen up yeah i, I it was one that we definitely could we couldn't fit in riots last year and i mm-hmm. i felt like it deserved its own episode so. absolutely and there are a lot of riots we could only cover so many <laughs> there's a lot we could Life do this episode we can do a whole show just on riots. We like, did just, already. Like, a whole, no, I mean, like a whole new podcast ah, <laughs> like, outside of ABC Gotham.
1: <laughs> just on riots. You're listening to riot talk with Kate and
0: Kathleen. I just copyrighted that, so nobody take <laughs> it. So, resurrection men or resurrectionists, as Kathleen brought up, were body snatchers of the 19th century. Exactly. And, like, kind of not good guys. Like, no. really doing a good service to humanity
1: oh but was it lucrative Kate that was such a sweet gig to get if you could get it yeah I feel like they earned it though it was so nasty all right so anyway and everybody hates you (laughs) this is true
0: including me
1: it's true and we briefly mentioned in episode O, the OCME office of the chief medical examiner that body snatchers grave robbers was a lucrative gig because medical schools needed them for dissection. There was no other legitimate, above-board, non-horrifying way to get a hold of human bodies to learn about the human body. There was no other way.
0: No. That, that's it. That's all you got because it's not legal. You can't donate your body to science. mm
1: so that wasn't everybody's pretty
0: much stuck just doing this.
1: That's it. And it was, it was just so horrifying. It was considered a desecration. The med schools, the med students who did get a hold of bodies, from what I understand, were not the most respectful. No. Resurrection men generally worked in small groups. In general, they tried to find fresh graves. So that meant the digging was easier because the earth hadn't settled. I'm guessing also a fresh grave is better than an old one because the body was uh, a little compost. fresher, is a little less disgusting. Yeah, and as I also learned, guess. they all they often worked in the winter. So presumably decomposition was slower and you could store the body outdoors in the cold weather. Ugh.
0: Terrible girls. Right. So this like cavalier attitude towards dead bodies is the cause of the riot that we're going to go into. Mhm.
1: This whole topic is a little bit strange sounding to me because my high school is resurrection and it wasn't all women's high school so for me to hear about resurrection men just doesn't fit but in case you were wondering were there any resurrection women and i did find out that there kind of were so resurrectionists in this pursuit of lucrative and illegal bodies they would hire women to act the part of grieving relatives
0: which women have been doing... They, people have been hired... <laughs> women have been hired to be, like, professional mourners this forever. This is true.
1: This is true. This is still a a, a job.
0: This is for more
1: nefarious exactly. reasons. Oh, oh, I'm so, so sad. I'm here to claim the body of my brother. I'm here to claim the body of my daughter. You would just go and claim the bodies of dead people at poor houses. Women were also hired to attend funerals as grieving mourners. This is great. Their purpose was to figure out any potential problems that the body snatchers may later encounter during the disinterment, which I'm having a hard time figuring out what problems they might run into. Like, what's a bad disinterment versus a good disinterment?
0: Well, I'm guessing they're trying to figure out, like, is the coffin lead-lined for some reason? You know, mm. is the co- are there any how durable measures- is the coffin? Yeah. Are there any measures that have been taken out to prevent resurrectionists? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Where is it going to go? Who who's going to be there? Who's going to hang around?
0: Right. Or is the body in such bad shape it's not worth? Oh, good point. Digging this one up. Good. You know, point. maybe sadly somebody's been like, I don't know, decapitated. Like, mm-hmm. is the body worth? As, much, As then. much money.
1: Good point. That's gross, but good point. Yeah. Uh, servants <laughs> could also be bribed to allow a master's body to be carried away, and this could be handled if you had a closed coffin that the servant would just fill
0: fill with bricks. The moral of this: pay your servants well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel we all
1: learned a valuable lesson here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so tell me about the state of the medical schools at the time.
0: Well, the city only had one legitimate medical school at the time, Columbia College. Now, the city didn't go, this is all lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like nothing existed above, like nothing, yeah, there was no city, mm-hmm. really. It's just lower Manhattan is it, and then farmlands. So you have this as the only legitimate way, if you want to practice medicine, Mm-hmm. However, Kathleen, you don't have to graduate from a professional school to become a doctor. Really? You could also take classes at a private, not for you know, not for credit, mm-hmm. at New York Hospital. Just kind of like learn on the job, basically. Oh and this Lord. is terrible. No one's getting professional training, and New York Hospital is kind of at the center of this whole problem, as you'll <sighs> see. As we keep going. As Kathleen said, anatomical dissections were a central component of these classes mm-hmm. and all medical training. There were drawings, you know, there's anatomy books, but diagrams. How are those books even yeah, mm-hmm. you could have
1: all the images of the human body that you can get a hold of, and you're still not going to learn it.
0: Right. And bodies are sacred at the time. Mm-hmm. And. Anything to do with dead bodies, I mean, things weren't, embalming wasn't what it is today. Mm-hmm. Not everybody got, like, an autopsy. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like berries. I mean, they're going to decompose, you know, yeah. so you bury as quickly as possible. So anything dealing with the dead bodies is really offensive. Very so unseemly.
1: Two... No one wants to talk about it. It's it's horrifying that it's even a thing at medical schools.
0: Yes. So at the time, just so you guys know, just to throw this in there, uh, the Dutch, as well as the English in New York, had largely built the city on slave labor. Mm -hmm. And about the time, about a fifth of the population was black. Most were slaves and their bodies were generally buried outside of the city limits, largely due to their social standing.
1: They were actually, it was illegal to bury them in the city.
0: Exactly. There's these burial grounds, which are now,
1: you know, very expensive real estate of Manhattan, but at the time were outside the city boundaries.
0: Right, and we've discussed this burial ground before. This is the African Burial Ground Mm -hmm. National Monument in Lower Manhattan at the time called the Negroes Burial Ground. There was also a pauper cemetery in the same area, so Mm -hmm. that's where our... Doctors and their students were getting their bodies oh. and at the time it was actually the students I want to emphasize this they weren't hiring somebody to do it It was actually the med students going out to get the bodies on their own.
1: It was part of their education. They had to go get their own bodies
0: Oh, Kate. Oh my god I know. The doctors were like you gotta show up on Monday with a body
1: so, <laughs> It's on their list of school supplies to bring this
0: is a one body exactly <laughs> Now, due to the socially marginalized status of the interred, these cemeteries is where they got all their bodies. Mm -hmm. Nobody was going to... What they're betting is nobody's going to say anything.
1: Exactly. This sort of touches on one of the huge factors in the riots was this blatant classism and racism that dictated who these victims were. There was a very horrifying unofficial practice in certain hospitals where the bodies were divided into two groups so someone's dying and the doctors and the staff keep an eye out and see who is here's the quote most entitled to respect or most likely to be called for by friends and the other group were the ones that were probably going to be buried and then promptly unburied if you didn't have people looking out for you or your body Family and friends who were loyal, if you didn't have people looking out for you, they knew. And they yeah. knew it'd be easier to get away with digging up your body.
0: And the problem is, when they were doing these exhumations, they were just so slap. It was so slapdash. Like, I mean, I'm imagining just, like, they dug up with the body, Mm -hmm. and then they just, like, leave the coffin and all the dirt everywhere. That's
1: what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: it just, like, they didn't care. They were like, nobody cares about these people. Mm -hmm. We can just do whatever we want.
1: It's ridiculous. So it was a lot of poor people, a lot of black people, a lot of immigrants, and a lot of servants. Nobody would complain. They're fine.
0: Yeah. By 1788, the number of bodies being stolen exploded. Mm-hmm. The people start to get whiffs of this, and so the med students and their teachers are starting to be called resurrectionists at mm-hmm, this point. Mm-hmm. So in February of the same, of 1788, mm-hmm. um, a group of the city's free and enslaved blacks submitted a petition to the council, the common council, complaining, quote, of young gentlemen in this city who call themselves students of the Physic who, under the cover of night, in the most wanton sallies of excess, dig up bodies of our deceased friends and relatives of your petitioners, carrying them away without respect for age or sex. Mm-hmm. Now, the important part of this petition is that they are not saying "don't steal the grave," like mm-hmm. "don't rob the graves." Mm-hmm. Like they're they understand they can't stop you from doing that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they're to quote, they say all they ask. Is that it be conducted with the decency and propriety which the solemnity of such occasion requires? Such a
1: small request.
0: Yeah, so that simple.
1: Will never be honored.
0: <laughs> no. This petition is, of course, ignored. Mm-hmm. Nobody pays attention. This is early February of 1788 basically the whole city is like as long as the bodies are poor and black Mm -hmm. we don't care
1: which was the same thing if you were mentioned in our contagion episode as long as these illnesses were only striking poor people who cares doesn't become a problem until it hits everyone
0: now kathleen what spurred people into action Uh, sadly
1: it took a white woman a body of a white woman taken from Trinity Church on February 21st of 1788. Oh my goodness, this is horrible. The rector of the church offered a $100 reward for information leading to the arrest of the grave robbers. This was, this suddenly was a real problem.
0: Yeah. Now we're getting into the doctor's riot. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
0: So this riot in 1788, as we've been talking about, was one of the first major riots in post-revolutionary war united states and it's basically a backlash against everything we've been talking about and specifically towards any and all doctors Mm -hmm.
1: doctors were not seen as respectable professionals like we see them
0: today back then no and this riot and everything we've the grave robbing leading up to it it influenced the perception of American medicine and the way it was carried out for decades. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody trusted doctors for a really, really long time. Yep. Okay. So, Kathleen, there's a, as any good myth, myth, <laughs> you know, it's everything's based in truth somewhere, but there are several different variations mm-hmm. on how the riots started. Yes. I'm going to start with the one I believe most.
1: All right. And here's a good place for me to just briefly introduce a Dr. Richard Bailey. So just so that name resonates when you hear the myth, he was the guy running this unaccredited medical school-ish New York Hospital, thing yeah. at New York Hospital. Bailey's tables was often spoken of as a terrifying place that a body could wind up, meaning the autopsy tables, the anatomy dissection tables. So Richard Bailey is a big part of this public protest against doctors.
0: Yeah, he he, keep an eye out for his name. He's just going to keep popping up. Mm -hmm. So here we go. The couple different ways in which this riot could have started. Mm -hmm. All of it places a group of boys outside New York Hospital playing in the grass, and they see something that upsets them, and the whole city ignites. Mm -hmm. So the one I believe, which is... The boy saw a severed arm hanging out one of the hospital windows to dry, which that's pretty horrific. I, that, how could that
1: possibly, okay, if you really had no other way to dry your arm and you really got to have a dry arm, that's the only, okay, what, okay, okay. But a severed arm. That is one of the consistent reports, so it's probably something like this
0: that happened. So the others kind of. Go from there. Mm -hmm. In other versions, one of the boys climbs a ladder, who knows why, (laughs) to peer into the dissecting room Mm -hmm. where a surgeon, Richard Bailey, waved the severed arm at him. Messed Way to go, Richard Bailey. Messed up. In yet another version, which is kind of the craziest one, Mm -hmm. this boy, his mother had recently died, Mm -hmm. and the surgeon, Richard Bailey, told the boy that the arm had belonged to his mother. In this version of the story, the boy runs back to his father, who's a mason, Mm -hmm. who then goes to the cemetery, exhumes his wife's coffin, his wife's coffin, finds it empty, Mm -hmm. and then grabs up a bunch of his friends and marches on the hospital with carrying picks and shovels. Really bad. This is where it gets a little crazy. Of
1: all the possibilities, of all the possible explanations of how this got kicked off...
0: I wanna say that it does not seem
1: completely implausible for a kid to try to get a ladder and go get a look inside this like grisly hall of horrors dissection room that they heard about. Mm-hmm. I could see I could see little kids daring each other to do that and then someone really finding it quite unpleasant and everything exploding
0: from there. Exactly, exactly. And he the know. kid may have seen a body similar to his mother's and mm-hmm. Who knows? We don't know now, this point, which version is correct, but right. we'll leave it up to you. You can vote on our Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> so the mob breaks into the hospital.
1: Led by angry Masons. These are stoneworkers. They're they're big guys. They're pretty strong.
0: Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not not the people you want to mess with in a riot. Mm-mm. I I just imagine them like throwing open the doors mm-hmm. and just finding dead bodies. Everywhere in yeah. completely mutilated, probably not taken care of in the way they should be. Mm-hmm. Richard Bailey's assistant, right post, was there. Him, many of the students, probably working on the bodies, were dragged into the street. Mm. the The mayor jumps in and has all the med students. Uh, escorted to the jail for protection this is a several day riot by the way guys
1: one description was written by uh, colonel william heth he wrote a letter to the governor of virginia this was edmund randolph at the time and this was a pretty pretty evocative quote he says the cry of barbarity and other things was soon spread the young sons of galen so to be a son of galen was basically a, a med student galen was a physician in ancient greece The young sons of Galen fled in every direction. One took refuge in a chimney. The mob raised and the hospital apartments were ransacked in the anatomy room were found three fresh bodies, one boiling in a kettle and two others cutting up with certain parts of the two sexes hanging in a most brutal position. The circumstances together with the wanton and apparent inhuman complexion of the room exasperated the mob beyond all bounds to the total destruction of every anatomy in the hospital. So when he's saying every anatomy, I think he means every every body, yeah. every anatomical structure.
0: So something I didn't understand until I was like, Kathleen, they were boiling a body. I can't <laughs> believe it. That's disgusting. <laughs> Why? Kathleen pointed out it's how you get a skeleton. Didn't
1: you, didn't you read Deborah in the White City? You know how this goes.
0: Yeah, but I did not remember. It's just yeah. such like... Uh, a vivid image like very
1: messed up image definitely yeah it's something
0: you don't want to come across Mm -hmm. it's just it's just very disturbing yeah i mean
1: Uh, to get a real skeleton you got to get the flesh off and then a real skeleton and you got all the the bones all connected and everything it's a great teaching tool you get a lot of money for that
0: you can you can mm-hmm. and and it's and now we completely understand why that would happen but just to walk in on somebody boiling a body uh-huh. then the smell would probably be
1: oh my lord I, I feel like the smell of new york in 1788 was already pretty bad but that would be even worse
0: yes there's a report
1: cool. that like it said in this quote that most of the doctors and med students fled but a few of them tried to stay and guard There were some valuable specimens. There were some valuable, I don't know how respectful, but, but important teaching tools there. They tried to guard them, and it didn't do any good. Even if they explained, oh, this was imported, this wasn't dug up from your family's plot in the cemetery, didn't matter. All of the specimens were dragged out in the street and set ablaze. And then, like Kate said, the rioters pulled right post and a lot of the students into the street and it took the mayor's intervention to save their lives he put them in jail for their own protection
0: so the riot calms down mm-hmm. because they pretty much wrecked New York hospital at mm-hmm. this point point. and I, the next morning they're like guys we, we totally missed Columbia. There's
1: another hospital.
0: There is. But the mob runs around the city searching for doctors, med students, bodies. And then they're like, oh, Columbia. Yes. Mm-hmm. Despite the efforts of a famous alumnus, Alexander Hamilton, <laughs> who pleaded from the school's front steps, <sighs> you know, don't do this let's calm down let's think Mm -hmm. about this of course nobody pays attention and they completely push by him so i kind of imagine him getting run over a little bit yeah
1: yeah it's a mob i don't care how erudite you are there's only so much you can do yeah
0: yeah so the crowd runs into the school they search everywhere at the anatomical theater the museum the chapel the library students bedrooms Mm -hmm. everything they don't find any bodies which interesting Smart because the students had removed them the previous night after the previous riot.
1: They knew there was a very good chance that the riot would come to them. They got rid yes. of everything.
0: They got rid of everything. Or they hid it really well. I don't know. The The rioters searched doctors homes including our favorite Richard Bailey's mm-hmm. in vain. Uh, did not find anything and they marched down Broadway to the jail. Governor George Clinton Mayor Duane. And lots of other famous politicians at the time are like, hey, guys, let's chill out.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: crowd is like, no. And the crowd is up to 5,000 people at the time, which must have been most of New York.
1: Yeah, that's a huge percentage of the of the population.
0: Right. So everybody's armed with rocks, bricks, timbers. Timber mm-hmm. apparently torn by from nearby gallows. Oh. Uh, attacking Jeez. the jail, yelling, bring out your doctors, uh, which I think of, bring out your dead. Yeah, yeah. A little dark. Um, the med students inside, which we had talked about, were taken there for their safety the day before, mm-hmm. armed themselves with bricks and rocks, which I don't know where they got them, but <sighs> bricks and rocks. Uh, militiamen are called in, but are just told, like, look, you're just here to take control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Do not fire on unarmed civilians. Which holds until another famous person, John Jay. Mm -hmm. our secretary of foreign affairs at the time, who the following year will become the first chief justice of the Supreme Court. Hmm. Almost got his skull cracked, according to um, a quote I found with a rock and the revolutionary war hero, general Baron von Steuben was also hit with a brick. Mm -hmm. The militiamen like just lose it at this point and open fire.
1: They open fire. You know, you throw enough rocks Probably pried up cobblestones, they they had that mm-hmm. ripped off timber. That crowd was getting pretty scary.
0: Pretty scary. And uh during the riot, at least three rioters and three members of the militia were killed. Mm. The final death toll is estimated at twenty. Wow. So a lot it's a lot of people.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: So doctors get really terrible press of course from Mm -hmm. all of this Mm -hmm. newspapers completely stop running ads for doctors as well as medical classes yep uh people start checking on graves of loved ones and they Mm -hmm. form the dead guardmen. do you have anything about them kathleen
1: no no but i do know that uh that some people would trigger the caskets and coffins of loved ones in some cases they could even load them with a spring gun to go off if the casket was broken into they hired policemen to patrol the cemeteries people started getting very proactive in protecting their family members
0: yeah it's ridiculous i mean it's it the whole city's on a state of alert after this Mm -hmm. for resurrection Mm -hmm. these resurrectionists So, there's a grand jury investigation. No one's indicted, including Richard Bailey, our Mm -hmm. friend, the surgeon Mm -hmm. with dissected arm.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: He says he never told students to rob bodies in the city.
1: In the city.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the key phrase, because technically, the African American burial ground, as well as the Potter's Field were outside the city limits and nobody was fooled by that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knew exactly what what loophole he was trying to get through. Exactly. So no one was convicted for this, but no. Still, in the eyes of the populace, the entire medical profession was viewed very suspiciously. They yeah, were definitely. not they did not have the respect of the people. Of New York and this wasn't just in New York and I know this podcast is just for New York but anatomy riots were actually really common at the time one historian counted as many as 17 in wow. various US cities like Baltimore Cleveland New Haven and Philadelphia in addition to New York City
0: now post riot, there are a few good things that happen including mm-hmm. something called the bone bills
1: Bone bills
0: so they are, to quote, an act to prevent the odious practice of digging up and removing for the purpose of dissection dead bodies interred in cemeteries or burial places.
1: That was the title of legislation. Yes. I'm looking at it right now. That's capitalized, like the everything title of the is. book. It's hilarious. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the odious practice. I love practice. that, like,
0: <laughs> everything is capitalized, like, mm-hmm. and, and, like, act. Like, everything, it's, it's digging up. Like, both of those are capitalized.
1: It looks very formal,
0: So what it does is it uh, completely outlaws, in case you were wondering, grave robbing. It makes it, (laughs) but it does make it okay to use the bodies of criminals who were put to death. So anybody, (sighs) death penalty, you can use those bodies.
1: And these were executed not just for murder, but criminals found guilty of arson or burglary would be executed. So they could be
0: dissected. It's true, but that's still not enough bodies.
1: Not even close.
0: Students continue to steal bodies, but a lot more discreetly.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also,
0: you this is when you start getting the physicians hiring official resurrection men to procure corpses illegally. So its it's a step away from the community then. Basically, the physicians and the students can say like, Oh, I didn't, somebody just brought me this body. I don't know where he got it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it certainly wasn't Uh, my student here who dug it up. Yeah, Yeah. of course not.
0: No, he was here with me all night working on this (laughs) other body.
1: It took until 1854 for legislation to be passed that legalized the dissection of the human body. And this, you know, the problem with these laws was they didn't, like, Make anything legal or possible in terms of making anatomical donations. They didn't change the problem of the shortage of the supply. They just, you know, the first one made grave robbing illegal. Well, big deal. It's still going to happen. This one mm-hmm. legalized the dissection of the human body. Okay, swell. That doesn't mean we have any more of them. But this was a tiny step in the right direction of at least destigmatizing the concept right. of anatomical dissection. So it it helped a little bit. Ultimately, Massachusetts was the first one. They enacted laws in 1830 and then in 1833 that allowed unclaimed bodies of people who died in public institutions or hospitals or asylums or prisons to be used. They did stipulate, this is interesting, that soldiers would not be dissected because they had already served the state in their lifetime. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So enough states passed legislation like this. Yielding a better, for lack of a better term, better supply of bodies. And eventually this was enough. And it successfully curtailed the practice of grave robbing.
0: No. It also, though, another perk for this is that these riots led to one of the earliest medical licensing systems in the U.S. Would-be doctors had to apprentice with a respected physician or... 10 attend two years of real medical school and you have to pass a government exam really hard one
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can't
0: take a couple doc couple classes call yourself a doctor you really have to they want they tried to elevate it to a profession Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. but it still took a really long time before being a doctor in the city was a respectable career
1: Which makes sense. It sounds like it wasn't a respectable career for a long time.
0: No, no, sadly.
1: We have a link Uh, below to another really good podcast called Sawbones. This is their medical education episode that talks about the history of trying to become a doctor and what the process is now. It's quite a bit more rigorous, as some people might know.
0: Yes, yeah. Shout out to all the doctors.
1: Yeah, thanks for working so hard.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of ABC Gotham.
1: Mm-hmm. Hope you learned something you hadn't known before—a a shiny new riot to tell your friends all about.
0: Exactly. Really, a really not well-known one. So.
1: No, no. So we'll hope you enjoyed this episode.
0: Yeah, we'll see you for episode S.
1: Stay tuned. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. See you
0: next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> A song
1: I wish you could be here with For more ABC Gotham, go to our website abcgotham.podbean.com Special thanks to Podcasting's Brock Music for ABC Gotham is by Big Rude Jake ABC Gotham is a K2 production Copyright 2016 All rights reserved Would be here with me on this night of New York City.